Two Broke Chicks is recorded on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional custodians of our land. Always was, always will be. Chicks, I'm Al and I'm Sal and welcome to Two Broke Chicks, the show where we share life lessons because we are broken funds but rich in life and today we have the amazing Zig's mom or Carmen in the studio. Hello, thank you for having oh me. Gosh. We're so excited. If you chicks could have seen the absolute game of Tetris that we had to play <laughs> to lock this in. Oh my gosh. But we were like, we are determined. Mm-hmm. And we made it happen. The podcast gods and I were love not it. smiling upon us. Yeah, but I think but it's we've perfect it. timing. I think so too. Today we're talking all about 2024 trends and dopamine dressing on a budget. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think there's anyone more qualified than you. Thank you. Yeah. I love the sounds of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our style I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it, mm-hmm. let's get to know each other. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's get close, shall <laughs> get we? close and personal. So tell us about you and what you do because this is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, so, I, and I want the chicks to know about it in case they don't. There's – oh, man, I do a lot and I also feel like I do a whole lot of nothing. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> you not are true booked at all. and busy. <laughs> like I just lie in bed all day. <laughs> um, I So I run a social media marketing agency – and I have some fashion and beauty clients that I work across of, across doing like content creation, marketing management, strategies, social media management, all that fun stuff. Um, most notably, I've been working with an Australian brand, Dyspnea, for the past, we're coming up to five years. Oh, oh my, my god! Congratulations. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, but I've been a, a lover of them for like 10 years. <sighs> a long, long time. Yeah, we're big fans. Oh, it's hard not to be. How could you not be? Mm. Incredible. So I've been doing that. I also am a freelance writer um, and I create content on my own personal channel, which is Zig's mom across all socials. And my content is very like fashion, lifestyle and chronic illness related because I live with type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. She wears many hats. She does. She wears many hats. And how did you get into the roles, roles, I say, (laughs) that you do now? Because I think it's really interesting and really cool to know because I feel like you've gone through a process that Mm. not – is not really deemed the conventional Mm -hmm. way, which I think Mm -hmm. is, like, really interesting to know. Yeah. I kind of – there wasn't, like, a – wasn't like a a straightforward path that I followed. I almost fell into a lot of the things that I Mm. do. So when I was in, God, when I was in high school, which was a long time ago, (laughs) about 12 years ago. Oh, really? I was two. (laughs) I'm actually in year 10. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a feeling you guys were in Wait, are you guys doing your school certificate this year? (laughs) I just finished NAPLAN. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's a bit of an aside. And if I have any friends that listen to this that know me, they'll be like, please don't tell the NAPLAN story. Oh my God, go. When I was in year nine, I did the NAPLAN and my results for English were so good that you know how when they'd show you the like bar of where everyone is and you have a ball that's your result and the ball sits above or below or in line with mine was so high above that it was off the scale of the page and I printed it out and I put it on the fridge and I still have a copy of it do you still have it to say yes, I can send a photo to you guys please yes, do please we'll put on the any story. chance I get I'm like I was so smart in your nine was it the creative writing it was creative writing yes <laughs> I knew it was because I was fine. I was like, 
the only so thing I can good. do is lie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can do that, baby. And then maths is like all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no one needs mm, that. Pythagoras theorem. No, making something up. <laughs> lying <Yes>. for fun. <laughs> yes. That is creative writing. Creative writing is just lying. Mm-hmm. Convince me otherwise. With a yeah. bit of spice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the rebrand. So that's pretty much all I came on here to say. And yeah. I would be all right. That's right. <laughs> uh, thanks, Chicks. But but yes, so. It kind of. It kind of started when I was in high school and I was um, very big in Tumblr, oh in the God, Tumblr yeah. scene, like we all were. And I built a platform off of Tumblr back then. I think I had like 50,000 followers. Wow. And I back, I think I started in 2009, 2010. And then that's kind of what led me to like being in love with oversharing online. <laughs> and I would post like thrift hauls when I was, I remember getting bullied for it in high school. Of course. Because mm-hmm. people were like, what is she doing? No one cares about this. Yeah. yeah. And I actually yeah. let it affect me for a little bit. I did stop. Because I was like, oh, of course you would. just want to be liked. You're just a wee baby. And not made fun of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I've always kind of been doing what I'm doing now. Um, posting random things on the internet to make myself feel good. Mm. And then I studied media at uni once I finished school. And I worked in-house for a bunch of fashion brands doing like internships and social media management and marketing um, managing. And then when COVID hit. I had already been working for Dyspnea on the side, but Mm. it was a little bit of a secret because I was still working for another fashion brand in-house full-time. And Dyspy had kind of like asked me if I'd be interested in the role and it was going to be remote and only a couple Mm. hours a week. So would I want to do it? And I was like, yes, Yes. of course. (laughs) And then I asked my bosses at my full-time job. I was like, hey, this brand. And they didn't overlap. You know, Mm. it was was different, um, almost products that they were selling. It was different products. And I said, this brand wants me to do this. I'm going to do it outside of work hours. Just want to make sure you're okay with it. And they said, no. They said, no, we don't want you working for anyone else. And I said, okay, fine, I won't. And then I just did it secretly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to cut ties with these guys eventually. Yeah. A couple months in um, to working with Dispy on the side, COVID happened. My hours got cut from my full-time job anyway. I was working from home for them. Um, and I realized, oh, like I could probably do this for other people mm-hmm. as well and make kind of more of a career out of it. Mm-hmm. I got diagnosed with diabetes and my priority was doing things that made me happy and helped me lead a lifestyle that was conducive to living with a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just decided I'm going to quit my full-time job and take a risk. And I kept working with Dyspnea and through Dyspnea, I met other brands that I got to take on as clients, which was really cool. So my first year of working for myself and running my own business, I signed on Millie Savage, which is a a Melbourne jewelry Jewelry brand, brand. very cool stuff. And Rack Apparel, which I know you guys know and love. Yeah, bikinis for the bigger busted babes. Yes. Worked with them for a few years, signed on other clients. Now I'm working with Embellished by Rowie, which is super fun. Doing some content stuff for Nonna's Grosar, which is a lifestyle brand. They do like the fruit and veggie candles. candles. I love them. Very, very cool. And the coolest. They're all such cool brands. The coolest part of it all is like, I love these brands. Mm. I'm a customer first and foremost. Like I've bought all the Embellished by Rowie gems. Like, I've bought all the Nonna's Grosser's candles, like <laughs> so many. I have, I reckon, 20 in my house. My partner and I, for one Christmas, were like, gave each other, we didn't realize, we both gave each other the Nonna's Grosser candle set. That's and then we so moved in. <laughs> so now we have an I'll abundance have of fruit chip candles yeah, in the house. Asking, <laughs> I'll take it. That I refuse to burn as They're well. They're too pretty. Yeah, so pretty. Me, you, witch. 
bitch. <laughs> but like Sal has all these candles that are just the prettiest candles. They're too pretty to They're buy. Pretty. But there's it. one that's like, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm reading for feels right now. But it's like this twist candle, right, that mm-hmm. like points different ways. So like yeah. they're intertwined in like a little bit of a croissant. Yeah. And then they twist other ways, right? Yeah. But it sits on her coffee table, which is in where the sun sunlight. where the sun comes in through. So this candle has just slowly been oh, drooping down and down. Do you know the reason why I don't want to burn it? Mm. Is because my sister bought it for me. I know it cost her about eighty bucks. Oh. It got delivered to the wrong address. Mm. She went to that address to get it. They didn't have it. Then she had to call the post office. They gave her the runaround. She went to the brand. Had to like a get a refund. There was a lot of work yeah. for that candle. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. I feel bad burning it or throwing it away. So maybe we transition it to a different area. No, I like it okay. there, and I'll keep it there. Could you have okay. a sister like round for dinner for a candle burning party? <gasps> yeah, that's true. Like so a funeral. Yeah, a funeral for the candle. Also, mm. it still looks really good. Mm. Can I just say? Mm. Yeah, it's maybe just, I'll do that. It's just the like hilariousness of it just slowly. When you like look back at photos down. from like twenty twenty yeah. to now, I'm like, <laughs> she's been through it, honey. No one else would actually look at this candle and be like, wow. <laughs> they probably think it was meant to be like that. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but. You're obviously, like we said, you wear many hats. You're very Mm. talented. But I think something that a lot of your followers love you for is your incredible style. Of course. so nice. (laughs) And we were saying this before that Melbourne has the rep of like having the best style in Australia, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of black on black, which, you know, I'm a fan of, Mm. but it can get a little bit monotonous. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that dopamine dressing is a huge trend, I think especially since the pandemic. Yeah. Uh So can you explain to us what is dopamine dressing? From my understanding, it's just dressing in things that increase dopamine, make you Mm -hmm. happy, right? Mm. Yeah. So for me personally, it's bright colours, it's prints and patterns. I'm a gingham gal through and through. If it comes in gingham, I'm going to buy it. (laughs) So wearing things like that, even if sometimes it feels like that's not the most quote unquote appropriate Mm. thing to wear, Mm -hmm. it increases my happiness. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to wake up and do it. How do you transition though? Because I do think for myself and maybe a lot of the chicks listening though, Mm. you want to do dopamine dressing, right? Mm -hmm. But understanding what dopamine dressing is to you and Mm -hmm. what it means for you can actually be quite difficult, like understanding and finding the items that make you happy. So Mm -hmm. did you, were you always like a dopamine dresser or did you have like learnings as you kind of built your wardrobe that you're like, this makes me happy. This is how I find the things that make me feel happy mm. to wear I think I've gone in and out of it mm. over over the years when I was a kid I was always I know like we have like um free dress day right you can wear whatever yes. you want at school and I was always like so excited for those days and I remember planning my outfit like weeks in advance and being like okay this is what I'm gonna wear and I, it would just make me so happy and the only thing I thought about at that time was what like what's gonna make me feel good I'm gonna wear the new pink ruffly top I have amazing Mm. right Mm. I didn't think about what was trending or what other people were wearing or how anything felt or looked on my body it was just what's the thing I want to wear I want to wear the frilly princess dress okay I'm gonna wear that (laughs) and then somewhere along the way I think you know you grow up you go through puberty especially as women you feel like there is a right and a wrong quote unquote way to dress and you get told that by society you get told that by men you get told that by people in positions of power and um it's hard to navigate knowing what you end up wearing because you feel like you should Mm. and because other people are wearing it um, or because it's it's appropriate for wherever you're going and something else that I always struggled with for so long 
and still do, honestly, to an extent, is dressing as someone who has a bigger than average bust. Mm. Oh my God, yeah. For, for years, I would wear like just baggy tops, just things that covered my bust, things that covered my shape because I didn't want to invite unwanted attention. Mm. I didn't want people to comment. I thought that having a bigger bust meant that every time I wore something where you could see that I had a bigger bust, I was being too sexual or Mm -hmm. sexy. And I just didn't want to have to deal with what I felt would be negative connotations that Mm. came from embracing my shape. And so I just chose not to do it. And I think it was maybe like four years ago, I remember living with a girlfriend of mine, one of my besties, and she just wore like the cutest, most fun things, little crops, skirts, dresses, whatever she felt like wearing at the time. And I would look at her and be like, oh my God, that looks amazing. I could never wear that. And she's like, why? And I'm like, oh, because um, I probably could mm. actually. Yeah. And that was a moment that I was like, I could, if it makes me happy, I'm not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. I could probably just wear the thing. And it's not as simple as just having that no. realization oh, and totally. then being like, I'm going to wear whatever I want now forever and I'm going to feel comfortable in it. You do have to do like a lot of um, work in feeling comfortable knowing that if you have a bigger than average bust and you wear something that's maybe deemed low cut or tight or, you know, cropped, people may look, people may say things, people may have opinions on it. But knowing that none of that reflects on you and is merely just a reflection on them Mm. is something that I try and remind myself now when I get dressed also that's just that's not like a linear process either like no you don't just like do the work and then one day it's done and you're like yeah like there are so many days that I know personally like I feel like an imposter because we'll sit on the podcast and I'll be like your body is a vessel, like your body is not your self-worth. But then there are days that I'm getting dressed and mm-hmm. I start getting the sweats yeah. and the mental breakdown comes oh. in because you can't find anything to wear. The sweats. The yeah. sweats when you can't find anything to wear. <laughs> it's insane. Or you're trying to do your slick hair and there's, and the there's always a bump. It doesn't go back. Or yeah. like you sit it where you want the ponytail and then it drops. Mm-hmm. Th- those moments that I like have and you you spiral because you're like, humana, 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 humana. That like those are still going to happen. It's going to happen oh, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like knowing that one, it's okay mm-hmm. and how to like pull yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of trends this year, right? Mm-hmm. Every year we see a bunch of trends yeah. coming in. But in 2023 as well, we saw a lot of like girly pop trends, right? Yeah. One of the most prevalent being the clean girl <sighs> aesthetic. Uh-huh. And we wanted to know what you thought about it. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on the clean girl trend? I'm not a clean girl. We were just talking about cars. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was off air. That was off air. I know it was in confidence, but I'm going to mess you guys up right now. Do it. We all have messy cars. I have a very messy car and I'm fine with that. I, I can't describe, I've never been able to describe myself as a clean girl because I'm not. I'm clean when I need to be. I'm not Mm. unhygienic, but my thoughts on the clean girl trend is you either you either are or you aren't and there shouldn't be a trend around that. Mm. I also think the clean girl trend for me, it really like marries back to like kind of a lot of privilege. Mm. The clean girl trend is like 
I don't know, people's makeup is, people have all this makeup and it's organized so well and in all these drawers and these like Amazon um, dividers, dividers, you know what I mean? Mm. And they have the perfect duvet and they, and they change it every week and they do their washing and it's all this, that's my idea of a clean girl. And I'm like, well, number one, people don't have money to live that sort of lifestyle number two people don't have time yeah number three people don't have those bathroom cabinets my first share house it was a basin and nothing (laughs) and that's all she wrote yeah yeah really honestly people don't have the space people don't have the funds and I also feel that some people are clean girls. Like mm. I know, I know friends, I have friends, I know people and I'm like, oh, you just, you're clean through and through. Like, that's amazing. You know mm. them, they've got great skin. They look amazing. They just chuck their hair up and they go and you're like, wow. Yeah. Right. And so there's, you know, no issues with that. If you are, if that's what you are, that's what you are. Amazing. I can't relate. Mm. I'm not. And I also think that we need to, you know, kind of take it off a pedestal mm. a little bit because it's not reality for everybody. I'm not a clean girl. I'm kind of like a rat girl. Yeah. That's us. 1000%. I'm a gremlin girl. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit of a gremlin. I'm yeah. like a, sure. I'm like gremlin wench. Yeah. Energy. Energy. Yeah. Every now and again, I've tried to do a clean girl aesthetic and I'll end up like crying. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you got to do the, the skin tint, not the foundation. And you've got to like do a bit of mascara, but not too much. And this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm a greasy mm. hobgoblin. Yeah. <laughs> I need all this powder. I need all this stuff just to even make it to the point that you're at before you put on the makeup. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Also, I think as well, there are certain attributes. Well, not even certain. There are so many attributes to the clean girl, right? Mm. That it's actually quite unattainable that there are things as well that aren't even with your within your control for example like you said the clean girl always has like immaculate skin that all she needs is skin tint Mm -hmm. but for a lot of us we can't help our skin you can have the most perfect skincare routine and you're still gonna have texture and acne does that then make you dirty like that's that's the like funnel Mm -hmm. that it creates of Mm -hmm. this very like unattainable and unachievable aesthetic Mm -hmm. that I think the word clean is what I have like the issue with totally like you can be a neutrals girly you can be mm. you can wear your all white organized with your uggs, girly put organized together. girly whatever it is because yeah. like Sal's probably one of the cleanest people I know mm-hmm. in terms of like her apartment is always so tidy and so mm. amazing because that's like your happy place yeah but you can also be the most dirty little gremlin in a bar <laughs> yeah. that I've ever seen well it's like nobody would look at what I wear and be like clean girl you know like mm. I dress like a dad yeah from the 80s thank you and that's as well bar. for your service yeah. as you as someone you fucking has to someone has to uh, so I'll do it someone's got to play Daryl Braithwaite at karaoke <laughs> all right fine I'll do it <laughs> literally mm. I say as my shirt is like full of holes but I think if you're wanting to experiment more with your wardrobe and expand mm. your wardrobe, what are some tips for dopamine dressing and mm-hmm. creating a wardrobe that still works together? Yep. Something that I started doing this year and I feel like a genius. I'm sure I didn't invent <laughs> this. Absolutely. I did not. But I will take the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, trademark. Oh, Let's please. go. <laughs> I have, I've got back into Pinterest. I'm a Pinterest girly. Yeah. I'm pinning. I'm pinning again. Um, and I'm and I'm also saving a lot on Instagram. Mm. And there's no method to my madness. Every time I see something that I just oh I like that, or it stirs some interest in me. It could be a photo of a sunset. It could be a pair of boots. It could be mm. someone's nails. It could be food. I just save it, or I'll screenshot it. And then at the end of the week, I look back and I see 
everything I've saved all in the one place. So say you're on Instagram and you look at your Instagram saves. I look at all the posts I've saved and I try and find a similarity, a thread between everything I've saved. So it might be, oh my gosh, everything I saved this week has like red tones. You know, I've saved someone's red nails and a red glass of wine and I've saved a bow, you know, mm. in someone's hair and it's red. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> and so then I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I, I am really into red right now. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to then act on that and buy just a whole bunch of red for my wardrobe. I'll keep saving. And then at the end of the month, I'll look back and be like, okay, there's a commonality. There's red. I saved a lot of kitten heels or I saved a lot of denim jeans. I'm going to look into my wardrobe now and see what is it that I feel like I'm missing when I get dressed and when I'm getting dressed and I have the sweats and I'm freaking out and I'm like, <laughs> I just wish I had this X, Y, Z. And so then with the information I've gleaned from my little screenshotting, saving, pinning moments, I can decide like, oh, okay, well, it looks like I'm really into tartan skirts. And I, and I am really, (laughs) looks like I'm really into tartan skirts and I'm really into red and I'm really into stuff that sits below the knee. So maybe I'm going to find a tartan skirt that sits below the knee and it has a red running through it. And then I'll know that that's something that's going to make me happy when I put it on because that Mm. seems to be what's sparking my interest online. Mm. That is something that's helped me a lot in determining how I want to dress and what I feel like I want to inject my wardrobe with Hmm. that being said I thrift a lot and I barely buy new clothes Hmm. I'm very privileged in that brands will send me new clothes and I and I love that I recognize the immense privilege that comes with that but when I'm shopping for myself I'm thrifting Hmm. or I'm scouring online for vintage pieces on eBay or Vestiaire or Depop and so if I find something I want to I want to wear a tartan skirt. I want to buy a tartan skirt. I want to do this. I don't just go out and buy it. It takes me another few months probably to find the piece that I want. So you don't do like the impulse shop. Try, I try that. so hard yeah. not to do it cuz every time I do that I find myself losing interest in whatever I've bought very quickly mm. and realizing looking back, oh I was just succumbing to a trend. Mm. And so if it takes me a while to find something that I want and I still want it by the time I find it, then I know that I'm going to be able to use it for a long time. Mm. And that's something that really helps with organizing my wardrobe and finding out like what works for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's more of a considered purchase. And then as well, I feel we do the same thing with certain pieces mm. and you find that like again and again, you're going to put an outfit together and you're like, fuck, I wish I just had like that leather bomber. Mm-hmm. That would be the perfect piece. And if you keep thinking that over and over again as yep. well, you're like, this is going to fit into my wardrobe so seamlessly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I always say that you can give yourself permission to buy the thing if you're not prompted. Mm. So, like, if it wasn't an ad that you were served Mm -hmm. or you didn't see someone telling you that it's, like, the new viral product, but, like, in your day-to-day life, multiple times, it has come to you being like, oh, fuck, I wish I did have that. I need that thing. Then you need it. Mm -hmm. It's not not an impulse decision. I battle this every day. (laughs) I battle this every day. It's so hard. It's so hard. But you are such a good thrifter thank you but i think it's getting hard because vintage shopping and thrifting has become such a trend shout out emma chamberlain Mm -hmm. thank you for that girl (laughs) but like even sal and i went to america and we were like this is all so expensive Uh like when did this happen Mm -hmm. so what tips do you have to thrifting and vintage shopping Mm -hmm. that gives you a dopamine hit but also doesn't cost an arm and a leg Mm -hmm. 
My best piece of advice. I mean, I've been thrifting since like year nine. My mum would take me thrifting and she'd be like, here's 20 bucks, try and build a whole outfit. Right, which I like thought was so fun back then, and is definitely that something really fun. It's like yeah. a fashion challenge. Yeah. She'd do it with me and my friends and be like, try and build a whole outfit with this, and it's so much fun. And then that sparked my love for like thrifting and vintage um, purchasing because I realized, like, oh my God, I'm finding some really cool things. Like, this is amazing. Like, what I also love is you find things that no one else has, yes. mm-hmm. which is great too. So, my best piece of advice for thrifting right now is if you're able to, go out to places that are less saturated. Um, I used to drive out like 50 minutes out west to this one Salvos and I would thrift there like for years and it like had the best stuff I'd ever found to this day, the best the best stuff I'd ever found. And I went out there a month ago. I would go like maybe once a month. I went out there a month ago and closed, closed. No. And I, which is why I'm not saying the name of it because there's no point, closed. And I, there was a woman sitting out the front and I went up and I said, please. And she said, they've shut us down. And I said, are you moving somewhere else? Maybe down the road? She said, no, no. But the stores around us are going to, the salvos around us are going to take our pieces. I was like, okay. It's kind of like in the Sutherland Shire, I think in this area. And so I went to the stores around them. Not the same. No. Not the same. Because this one was further out. Not a lot of people. So no one went there. Yeah. Had access to it. And so my, my piece of advice is Find and explore places that you might not live near. Mm. If you can get public transport, if you can drive with a friend, like if you can, if you're on a weekend away, I will always stop in at whatever thrift store is there. Even if it's the most random little country town in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's where you find the the best best stuff. Oh my gosh. Because as well, I feel like for, for those places that maybe are a little bit smaller, one sometimes the complete value of something isn't necessarily known. Mm-hmm. Like you, like the brands, especially like the brands for, you know, us and our generation that are mm-hmm. really, really popular might not necessarily be known to someone who's like, this is their family business and they've been running it for like totally. 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you can just get the best things ever. But even, even above that, like when we were in Melbourne, mm-hmm. I got this like red lace blouse. I looked it up and it was $600. I'm so glad. I know. I was like, you slayed. Mm, I don't know. But and I, I, was, like, and I didn't know. And then I was like, I love that. And I was like, well, I'm going to hold on to it now. <laughs> it's mine now. And I think it was 50 bucks. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And well, like, no one's going to have that piece. No. It's yeah. so unique. I think as well, when it comes to thrifting, like, knowing that you're not going to find that every time. Oh, yeah. It can be disheartening, A lot of people will get into thrifting and they'll be like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it because they've been a few times that they haven't found anything. It's like I've definitely been thrifting more times and found nothing than I've found a holy grail, Yeah, Mm. you know, than I've found something amazing. Another piece of advice while we're talking about it, if you can, go alone or go with someone you trust. (laughs) Yes. Going with a friend that maybe doesn't isn't as into it as you are and for me going with my boyfriend who obsessed with love him he doesn't have the ability to dig go through every single piece of clothing on the rack until maybe you find something but also maybe you won't so I've made that mistake so many times where I've gone with people and I've been like, this will be great. And you feel them getting bored or you when feel they start them following getting you around antsy, the store yeah, and you're like, okay, when you know it's let's over. just go. I yeah. would say go with someone you trust, someone you know you can shop with, someone you know you can be silent with. Mm. Have a podcast in your ears, have something on 
zone out and have an idea in your head of what it is you're looking for. Don't go in blind and be like, maybe I'll find something, maybe I won't. It's too much. Be Mm. like, I want to find a pair of pinstripe black trousers. And then you can narrow it down and you're more likely to find something that you actually want rather than finding something that maybe will work. Mm. I feel like I've honestly manifested thrifted pieces by having a visual of exactly what I wanted before going in. I was going to like the round she goes market that happens in um, Marrickville, I think like twice a year and in other cities as well. But I'd just seen um, A Star is Born and in one scene, so this is years ago, Lady Gaga was wearing like this blue silky little jacket and I was like watched it and was like, I fucking need that jacket. Like I could just see all the outfits and I was going into this market and was about to leave and was like, what if they have that jacket here? And it randomly popped in my head turned around and saw like a blue sleeve sticking out and was like no way like stomped across to the other side pulled it apart was this incredible silky blue jacket with like all the like gold and green embellishments in it that I wanted tried it on perfect fit I think it cost me 20 bucks wow yeah meant to be yeah when you're thrifting I feel like this is also really good to know for people that want to get into it, right? Mm-hmm. You walk into a store. Yeah. Where are you going first? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Where's, what's your map? Yeah. Take me through it. This is important. Mm. I don't have one. <gasps> mm. So what do you do? <laughs> I start at the rack that's closest to me when I okay. walk in. That's still mm-hmm. a process. And I just make my way to the one that's furthest away. Mm-hmm. However... I, it, if I'm looking for, I really want to, I really want a bag. Yeah. I'll go to the bag section first and have, have a peek. Or if I'm like, I really want a pair of boots. Mm. I'll go to the shoes and have a peek. But mm. if those things aren't really like on my list, they're not really on my radar, I'll just start where I am and work my way through. Clothes first, mm. then shoes and bags, mm-hmm. and then trinkets. Yeah, like the jewelry. Because you could usually brands. always find something in the trinkets. Like oh the my glassware, God. if it's like a Vinnie's or yep. something. Yeah. yeah. The glassware. Yeah. yeah. The little dishes and things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to start at the back and make my way forward. Uh huh. I also, I do well. also go to like the men's section first. Because mm-hmm. that's where I find like the best a lot of like the jackets mm-hmm. and like oversized, or, like the band tees. Mm. But, and that tends to be at the back. Yeah. Like the men's stuff tends to be at the back. Yeah. The reason I also will just go through everything is because people are sneaky and they hide things. <gasps> they yes. do. In the wrong section. So even if there's a section that's like not my size, maybe if it's categorized by sizing, I'm going to go through the whole thing because I will more than likely find something that is my size and someone's put it back by accident mm-hmm. or maybe they've hidden it for later. Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah. Like, We've also no all done that. Yeah. Like, I've done that being like, I'll have a think about it and I'll come back. Yeah, or like I'll go get cash out and come back when yeah. it's like in a market store or something. Yeah. under a Birkenstock somewhere and be yeah. like, don't take this. And hope <laughs> no one looks. Yeah, and then when you go back and it's gone, you're like, ah, It's me taking it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come and lose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's the thing. It's like it, you left it. It's the game. It's the game we yeah. play. Mm-hmm. So when you're thrifting, is there anything that, you know, that you see, you're like, I've got to get that in terms of like fabric compositions mm. or brands to look out for mm. that is like a really good deal or things that really help you make a decision of what to invest in? I will look for good quality denim. 
I've gotten some of my best um, jeans are thrifted, like Levi's, old mm. Levi's, you know. So I'll, I know that if it's um, a Levi's and, and I like it, I'm probably going to take it. Even if it's not necessarily like I need another pair of jeans, I'm like, eventually I will need another pair. Yeah. yeah. And these will last. I know from experience they last. But in terms of fabric composition, I don't look for that too much unless it's something that I see and I like. And if it feels cheap, I'll mm. check. And then I'm like, oh, toss up. How badly do I need this? Because chances are it's not going to last me very long. And then I'm going to end up back where I am looking for that same piece. But something I always search for when I'm thrifting, no matter what, is men's button-ups. Yes. yes. And there is a specific brand, and I'm not going to gatekeep. It's Van Heusen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I know don't know if I'm saying it the correct about. way. I, know I have four Van Heusen button-ups, and they are like, I can't explain it. The most perfect like crispy texture Ooh, do you know what i mean you don't want like a f- i don't want like a flowy, flowy. button up i want like one with a bit of structure bit of starch. Mm. yeah a bit of starch <laughs> like you might stand it up and it will stand up on its own yeah she can I, stand on her own two feet i like that yeah so if i'm looking for, I'm, I'm always looking for a button up if i'm in the men's section i'm looking for van Heusen. yeah in the shirts also Calvin Klein. Mm. You'd be surprised how much Calvin Klein I found thrifting. That lasts a really long time as well. I think I've had a, a men's Calvin Klein button up for like the last 10 years wow. that I still wear. Um, other than that, obviously, if I'm looking for jackets, looking that it's like good quality leather, a lot of the times, especially now that so much fast fashion is trickling into the thrift stores, uh, yeah. oh. you'll be like, oh my God, I love this. And you put it on and you're like, it feels like it could catch on fire. Yeah. yeah. You probably don't stand near an aerosol yeah. can and an open match. Probably yeah. avoid those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just happy to be there. Because yeah. <laughs> it is fun. It is. And I think as well, that's where it comes into dopamine dressing too. Because one, you like went and you did something and you found this item mm. that it's like you kind of earned it a little bit. Yeah. Whereas versus like, it's done online. Like in two seconds, you find yeah. something, you buy it. There's not a lot of intention. And it's over. Yeah. yeah. And then like go and grab a coffee done. after. Yeah. yeah. And like have a giggle with the girls and mm-hmm. like listen to an amazing Britney Spears remix like yeah. we did the other day when we were thrift shopping. I think you that know. was just one of us that listened to Britney Spears <laughs> remix. It was playing on oh, the no, soundtrack. It was, it was. They were playing I like lie. nonstop Britney. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. And I just look over in the corner and Sal's just there like throwing it back and forth with her <laughs> hair. And I was like, go off, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now as we, you know, and to wrap up the episode though, we do want to discuss 2024 trends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what are your 2024 trend predictions? Oh, I haven't given them any thought yet mm. because every year I'm like, oh, this is going to trend, this is going to trend, this is going to trend, and nothing does, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a trend forecaster. That's mm. absolutely not my specialty. And the reason that I'm trying not to think about trends too much is because they impact me in a way they shouldn't. Yeah. Like I will get swallowed by trends and then it's only until the tre- after the trend has ended where I'm like, I didn't even really like that. Yeah, thing. who was yeah. that? Or I didn't even, you know, when everybody was really, really into those. I'm so sorry if you have this. Mm. Everybody was really into those like side table plinths that were like um, the checkered, checkered print colors. Yeah, yeah, oh. with the mosaic. They look cute in the right spot. For oh my sure. god, yeah. But I got so into it, and I was like, I'm gonna make one, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna need this and this and this. Looking it up, I'm talking to my boyfriend. Let's make one. He's like, I don't think 
you really want this? I'm like, I do. I need it. I actually I've never needed anything like this before in my life. And then it was like a few weeks later, I look back and I'm like, I don't want that. You're like, I hate that it. wouldn't even look good in my home. Yeah. So I try not to think about trends too much. You know what I wish I think will be trending? Actually, I will say this. Being your authentic self. Yes. Online. Mm. I hope that starts to trend. It I is a little bit. I think we're moving there. I think yeah. like a lot of content, a lot of clothing and just a lot of aesthetics. I don't really like that word. Mm. But it's becoming a lot more unpolished. Yeah. Mm. Like I was saying to Sal, like we're seeing a lot less, even like with blogs, a lot less voiceovers mm. and just people just recording in the moment. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I have, however, seen a 2024 trend. Yeah. That is coming in red hot. Wow. And I don't know how I feel about it. Capris. Oh. oh, yeah. 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 I've seen a couple. couple I, l- I love it on other people. Hate it on me. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. I could like, never. Because I just think it makes me look so short because I'm a short girly. Mm. And I just don't want to. Yeah. Like, I just, it's not for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I kind of feel, and I know, like, again, I'm pretty sure you wear ballet flats. Have you? No. Um, Am I, I ha- making this up? I have the tabby ballet flats. Okay. But they've mm. got a little heel. Yes. Yeah. They're not yeah. flat flats. See, the ballet flats for me were not mm. were not my vibe. Yep. And yeah. I felt I get it. quite passionate about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the same way I feel about these, I'm like, it's just not me. And you know why? It's probably why I'm like, I hate it. It's because I that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's not my dopamine dressing. Yeah. But it can be someone else's. I think yeah. of it on other people and I'm like, yeah stunning like amazing wear them until you die yeah and on me I'm like I'm gonna throw up because it just doesn't bring me happiness fully but I also think the thing which is cool is that we can see a trend start right Mm. and what tends to happen is because trends just are recycled we see it styled the way the trend was maybe in the 2000s but then the more a trend will become prevalent we see it adapted to the year that we're in or with mm. different styles installed in different ways. And that can kind of make you think, maybe I do like it. Maybe mm-hmm. it is for me and that mm-hmm. it is also okay to be like, I hate it, garbage. And then maybe once you kind of have a bit more exposure to it, yeah. see it start in certain ways, be like, mm, do you know what, maybe I do want to play around with it. That's how I felt about low-waist jeans. Mm. Now I don't wear low-waist jeans. But when they came back, I was like, oh, God, please, God, no. We all have so much trauma. So much trauma around them. And then I I saw some people that I love styling them. And I'm like, oh, actually, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm. I'm not going to buy a pair. And that's fine. I don't have to. But I've come around to it because I like seeing how people make it their own in this day and age. Mm -hmm. So hopefully – that's how I'll feel about whatever trends come out next year. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, don't like the best message as well that I think people could take away from you and this episode is don't base your whole wardrobe around what like the cosmopolitan article is telling you no. is trending in fashion this mm. year. Or because what you, you see know what you feel good post in. on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really good to, if you do have those pieces that you know that you like, Look at the like one item five ways videos. Mm-hmm. Like where people style like a certain thing multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Or like I always love your content where you're like showing the different ways that you style and wear mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool because it's it's art in a way and it is it is. Yeah. I'm an artist. And <laughs> <laughs> that to the list too. Yeah, but it is. Like I just think it's really cool that one, we can find our identity in the things that we already own. Mm. Um, but we don't necessarily fi- need to find our identity in the things that people are telling us we should 
Yeah. 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 You don't have to sit in on every single trend. You can also just like watch them and appreciate them as they go yeah, by. Yeah. And, and you can so try fine. them if you don't like it. That's fine. No yeah. one's going to be there with like a pitchfork and a fire no. stick. But you like, said you'd yeah, never wear yeah. flats. Yeah. So it's fine. And also remembering that just because something is trending doesn't mean whatever you're wearing isn't trending. Yes. Mm. Because it, it's always trending in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pointing at my heart. <laughs> it's always trending in here if you like it. Yeah. That's so you know, true. I'm sh- there are so many people that don't like that I have bleach brows. And I'm like, I love it. I've been mm. staring at you thinking I about how amazing like this. it looks. Thank you. Yeah, I look like this does. forever. Yeah. And maybe a few years ago, I would have been like pretty upset or like gripped with anxiety that so many people think that I look weird with basically no eyebrows. And now I'm like, cool, I don't care. Mm. It doesn't bother me. Because mm. I look in the mirror and I go, that's an interesting face and yeah. I don't mind it. I love that. I feel the same, especially as I'm growing older and the things that I am into are no longer trendy or mm. considered like embarrassing and lame. And I'm like, but that reminds me of like a reference that I loved or somebody that I looked up to when I was younger uh-huh. and like that holds a really sacred and special place in my heart. So like, I just don't really care. Yeah, because it's cool to you. Yeah. You like it. Exactly. Mm. We should just be dressing to make ourselves happy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's it. And also on this, on this topic, um, a lot of men will get this is this feel this feeds into like, you know, the male gaze. And I always try to dress for the female gaze. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care about the male gaze, but I no. used to we all did. We oh all my god, about yeah. It a lot. Um, and this feeds into if, you know, a man doesn't like your outfit or if I live, I live with my boyfriend and I live with our male housemate and I'll be like, I want to get this. And if they're like, oh, it's weird. I'm like, I should get it. I'm getting it. It's already bought. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's so so true. I do love as well how that conversation has opened up so more. And I Mm. loved I can't remember what the audio was, but there was a trend and it was when people showed them dressing for the male gaze uh-huh. versus yeah. them dressing for the female gaze. Yeah. But I always say like the female gaze slash like themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, like because you're dressing for you yeah. and it's the best. And I think about it too, like wearing the things that I used to wear and then I'm like realised I was a bit gay and I was like, oh, <laughs> you can tell. You That's can what tell. that is. If you look <laughs> at my like fashion, you can tell the the moments where I started just realising. Just realising <laughs> things. And then I was like, and gay. But <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell when I thought, like, obviously I've always been who I am, mm. but didn't when necessarily you understand, yeah. like, the mm-hmm. expression of it yeah. and being comfortable with it. And then it's like was always dressing for men and the male mm-hmm. gaze. And then it just starts creeping down <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I look so much cooler now. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's And it's fun best. to play around too. Like there will be days that I dress more masculine. There will totally. be days that I dress more feminine. There will yeah. be days that I'm dressed and I don't know what I'm wearing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I got here in 10 minutes. Sometimes I forget to get dressed. But yeah. that's the thing. You don't always have to fucking look like a fashion pop girl You either. don't have to find an aesthetic and stick to it. And, it's exhausting. And something that I don't know if a lot of people know about me, like I'm not dressed fun and fresh 50% of the time. I'm not even dressed fun and fresh and cool like 80% of the time. I'm wearing, I will wear the same pair of pants like six days in a row and like swap swap a baggy tee for another baggy tee but they're both dirty you know what I mean (laughs) and then every now and again I'll put on a cute outfit yeah and go out and that's fine too Mm -hmm. you know it's not you don't have to pick an aesthetic or be a certain thing and be that forever it changes all the time and that's normal 
How boring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How boring that would be. Mm. Like, just, yeah. Have I, fun. Yeah, have fun with it. So to wrap up the episode, because honestly, we could just keep talking forever. I know. Silly. Just chit-chat. <laughs> but what is your biggest life lesson for dopamine dressing, but also on a budget? Oh, my biggest life lesson for dopamine dressing, also on a budget. Honestly, just go thrifting. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if I can swear. Oh, oh fuck. Don't fucking swear. <laughs> Someone bring the priest in. Yeah. Just go thrifting with the intention to find things that you know make you happy. And if there's mm-hmm. that one thing in your wardrobe that you love wearing, it could be like, I love wearing my Harry Potter tea. And yes. I say that as someone who loves wearing her Harry Potter tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, I love this. What do I love about it? Oh, I love the shape. And I like the colour. Oh, I like where it ends on my on my um, hips. I like how it sits, you know, just under my breasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like I like this style of thing. Go out to a thrift shop. Go to a go to a or even look on Depop. You know, look on Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Look on resellers, and type in those keywords or look for that specific thing. And then you know, if you find something like that, I'm probably gonna love it because I love this other thing that I already own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably my best piece of advice building from the pieces you already own and love and building a wardrobe around that because that's one that you're going to wear yeah 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 it's the best cost per wear oh this has been so fun i know thanks Thanks for having me i'm never leaving (laughs) i'm moving in in. (laughs) perfect stay we'll lock you down (laughs) we did lock the door when she came in right okay Perfect. Stunning. She's yeah. like trying to crack the window. Yeah. I'm like, there's bars on it. Sorry. You guys are like, I want you to go. I'm like, why would you no, want me to leave? No, never. I'm having a great time. Exactly. But unfortunately, the chicks can't stick around. So that is a wrap for today's episode of Two Broke Chicks. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you to you chicks for having us in your ear holes. We love to be here. Shout out to MIK Made for making this episode of Two Broke Chicks happen. And if you know anyone that you think would also enjoy this episode, feel free to chuck them a link or pop it in the group chat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Bye, chicks. Bye. 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 <laughs>